Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's time for British Wrestling's Sharpshooter, your host, Stu Palmer. Here we go, episode 29, keeping the transatlantic vibe this week. It's Portland, Oregon's own, the rock god, Ricky Gibson. Ricky is a tag team specialist. He's one half of four minutes of heat with Eddie Pearl. We talk tag wrestling. We talk a bit of singles wrestling when he got his start. Ricky's been around the business since 2004, so he's got a lot, a lot to say. Four minutes heat. We're looking to spread their wings. Had a lot of bookings on the East Coast, outside of Oregon. They wrestle in California, Nevada, you name it. They've been there. They're trying to spread their wings. Obviously, at the moment, they can't. But here we go. Episode 29 with the rock god, Ricky Gibson. Enjoy. Well, it is my pleasure to have all the way from Portland, Oregon, one half of four minutes of heat, rock guard Ricky Gibson. How's it going, man? Going great, man. How are you? I'm all good. Thanks for, thank you for coming on from across the pond. It means a lot, you guys, uh, sparing time over there to come on. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I've heard a lot of good things about you guys. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you have. <laughs> Right, Ricky, my first question is, i start this with all the guests. Uh, when did you begin watching wrestling? I ask all the guests this. Yeah, when did I begin? Uh, I vividly remember sitting at a babysitter's house when I was probably like four years old. And uh, one, of the, uh, one of the other kids there was like flipping through the channels and stopped uh, at... I think it was The Undertaker and Mankind. I don't know what like what event it was, but uh, they were on the screen battling it out. and uh, It was only on there for maybe a minute, uh, but something caught my attention, and uh, I, I haven't turned away since. Which guys jumped out of the screen at you? you know, who, who were some of your favorites? Who did you gravitate to as a youngster? 
Uh, it changed a lot from when I was a youngster to when I started actually wrestling. But uh, when I was young, uh, The Undertaker, something about his, his character, his mystique, what he did, uh, definitely jumped out at me. Uh, big fan of Mankind as well. Uh, same reasons, like just something about that character. Uh, and then uh, Diamond Dallas Page over at WCW uh, was huge for me. Something about like that underdog style and um, you know, then later, uh, realizing what he went through, like he was an older guy getting into wrestling, started with managing and, uh, turned over into wrestling. Uh, that was huge for me. He proved a lot of people wrong as well, didn't he? Oh yeah. Definitely. In, fa- in fairness to him. Yeah. That was just brilliant. Yeah. I've met, I've met, uh, met Paige before. Lo- oh, lovely, yeah. lovely guy. Absolutely. Lovely That's guy. Awesome. Lovely guy. Which match types did you enjoy, Ricky? What's that? Which which match types? What 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 sort of match types would you say? Oh yeah, I really want to really want to watch this. Like a stipulation as such, you know. Stipulation wise, I don't know if there was anything necessarily uh, that caught my attention more than another. Um, just the hardcore match in general. Uh, just something about like being able to use whatever you want uh, to be your opponent. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and then cage matches. There's just something always cool about a cage match where. Uh, you know, no interference was allowed. Just two guys in the ring duking it out. You know, um, just going back to the hardcore stuff. Were you watching ECW and stuff like that? Were you getting? Uh, I was. It was. It wasn't a whole lot of ECW when I was a kid. Uh, it wasn't until I got older, you know, like a teenager. But um, WCW had a hardcore division for a little mm. while when I was there. <laughs> uh, and WWF did as well. Uh, it, I mean, it wasn't anything like what you see in ECW, but uh, it was just enough where it, it got my attention. Uh, they did try with uh, Sandman, didn't they, as Hack? Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he did all right over there, but yeah, 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 definitely different, but not not bad. Did any did any pay per view events tickle your taste buds? Like stand out in in the calendar? Were there any like big pay per views that you wanted to watch? at the time as, as when you were a kid? You know, not really. Uh, I think WrestleMania has always kind of had that, that mystique around it. Um, Starcade for WCW was the same, same thing. Uh, I don't know if one necessarily, like, name an event made it uh, important to me, but just what was going on at the time. That's cool. That's cool. I get that with a lot of the guys that don't necessarily say – they all go to WrestleMania – yeah, that tends to be, you know, yeah, I've had Hell in the Cell. Pillman Jr. liked Hell in the Cell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what he liked. Right, just to fast forward a little bit now, when did you begin your training into pro wrestling? When did, when did that come about? Yeah, I was uh, 16 years old. I was watching a local company, Portland Wrestling, here. Uh, I went to a couple events, and I, uh, I just happened to meet the right people. Uh, and one of the guys there um, got me uh, turned on to a local school. Uh, and at 16 years old, I was still in uh, wrestling in high school. Uh, and I was able to switch over and do some, some pro style. And uh, it was every day of the week except Sundays. Um, but, man, I, I, every single day or six days a week, I would be out there wrestling four or five hours a day uh, nonstop. How, how tough – 
I, I say I say this to all the guys, the wrestlers I have on, because I've other guys on. It's another yeah. question I always ask: How tough did you find training? Obviously, the answer the answer is different across the board from each. It really team. is. Yeah, I've watched uh, uh, and and talked to a lot of people about their wrestling school, uh, like the story of what that looked like, and you always hear the stories of like uh, the Stu Hart in the dungeon, uh, where you know just hardcore training and uh, sweat your balls off down there. Uh, my wrestling, as far as that goes, was easy. Uh, I, at first, I was the only student. It was me and uh, one other guy there that was training me. Uh, we slowly added a couple students, switched a couple trainers, uh, but it was never like uh, it, it wasn't that military style. You know, do fifty squats. You know, you know, five hundred squats a day. It was none of that. It was we got in there, we had fun. Um, and I want to say the wrestling came kind of natural to me. I was still wrestling in high school. So a lot of the agility stuff was just super easy. Um, and of course it was painful uh, by all means, but it was never like this military uh, style training like you hear a lot of people talk about. And this will be a clip that I play to friends of mine over here that say it's fake, it's phony, all the rest of it. And I've said <laughs> it, I've said it since the day dot. You get in the ring and have yeah. a go. And you tell me, and I think it'll change your opinion once you've run the ropes and done some uh, bumping and stuff like that. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, funny story about that. Uh, growing up, I had a best friend from uh, fifth grade through, uh, he was actually the best man at my wedding. But um, we grew up like, hey, we're going to be a tag team together. Like, we're going to do this. Uh, and we, uh, he, he moved away right about the time that I started wrestling. So uh, we, we kind of lost touch for a minute, but he came back to, to Oregon um, and started helping out with some of the, like, the ring crew for wrestling. Uh, and at that time, I had been training for uh, like two years, and uh, I invited him down. I was like, dude, you got to come check it out. you got to start. Uh, and he came down, and he took one bump in the ring, and he's like, no, nope, this isn't for me. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. I mean, he grew up. He was probably more obsessed with wrestling than I was. Yeah, uh, yeah. One bump in the ring is like, no, nope, I can't do it. <laughs> that was him. That was him done. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it's really funny to think about like uh, how how obsessed he was and how much he was uh, determined to be a wrestler and uh, just one fall and he's done. Uh, it means a lot to me about how far I got. <laughs> just to go a bit forward from that, um, just after – after training and stuff like that, have you attended any training seminars? I'm talking like with uh, maybe some big, big names. You've been to some camps and stuff like that for training with anybody uh, noteworthy as such? Yeah, you know, not necessarily a, uh, a seminar. Um, I get a lot of stuff from a lot of people. I, I try to pick people's brains and, uh, you know, ask questions and get advice anytime that I can. I've, I've had the the privilege of sharing the locker room with a lot of really cool people. Um, one of my, uh, my favorites, D'Lo Brown was, a uh, uh, agent for a company here in Oregon and down in Vegas. Uh, and anytime I could, I would pick his brain about like, how, how could this come across? How could I do this? Like, what, what would be good here? And, um, D'Lo Brown is just one example, but man, there's been so many people along the way that I just try to pick the brains and, uh, anytime I can, like you never stop learning. That's the first thing that I learned in wrestling was just never stop because once you think that you know it all, like that's when you're done. Who, and anybody else, any other guys you've 
pick the brains of? Uh, Gangrel was, uh, yeah. was in Oregon for a long time. So, uh, he was another one that, I mean, I wrestled him, uh, every, every weekend for like six months or something like that. Cool. Uh, so I, I had a lot of fun learning from Gangrel. Um, Matt Stryker was an agent in Vegas for a while. So I got to pick his brain and, uh, strange guy, but really intelligent when it comes to wrestling. Uh, he knows so much. Uh, Sin Bodhi was another one that yeah. uh, I wrestle a lot and, and mm -hmm. learned a lot from him. Um, but man, there's, I mean, there's so many over the years that I've, I've had the honor. Quite an array of people, an array of styles as well, I suppose. Just picking oh, up, yeah. Picking little bits and bobs, putting in your uh, tool belt. Absolutely. <laughs> Ricky, when was your first match then? Obviously, we've talked about training, just to yeah, get a bit more in, into how, you know, you were, your first matches, getting into that yeah. a little bit. Uh, the, the school that I went to uh, was called Tito's Gym, uh, and it actually had a, uh, it, was, it was in the middle of a flea market uh, in Hillsboro. So uh, every Saturday, they would, uh, there'd be a flea market, like just a big garage sale with all of these people selling just the most random things you could think of. Uh, but we put a ring up outside, uh, and we would do free shows. So anyone was allowed to uh, come by and, and just watch for a little bit. They uh, they accepted donations, but most of the time it was just just there for free. So my first match was was at one of those shows, uh, probably six months into training. So that would have been uh, maybe uh, October of two thousand and four. Uh, shortly thereafter, there was a company uh, called PMPW. Uh, and one of my trainers, uh, his best friend was one of the bookers there. And, uh, he saw me and I, I was only 16 years old. So, uh, he made me put on a mask for the show cause they, uh, they were filming for TV and they're like, I, I don't want your young face on TV. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I had a, had a couple matches there and, uh, then there was a company called West coast wrestling connection that uh, still running today. Um, that wanted me in a mask as well because they, they, they thought I was too young, didn't, didn't look right. Uh, and uh, I wore a mask there for a long time. Um, so I, I had quite a few matches within that first year where it was just like everything was popping up and, and working for me. That's cool, man. Good, good, uh, good start for you then. Yeah, definitely. Good, uh, you know, was it obviously saying you were 16 getting into it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's cool. That's cool, man. Uh, Going off a bit, a bit off tangent, off topic a little bit. Do you feel current wrestlers are rushed into the ring and need more training time? Because I've heard different lengths of time that people have got into the business, ranging from like a couple of months, maybe weeks, to a couple <laughs> of years before their first match. What, what are your thoughts on on that? Maybe like guys that are trying to get into the business now, young young guys. What would be your advice? Yeah, here's what I'll say is uh, you can never have an opportunity to make a first impression again. So if you're not ready to be wrestling, people tend to remember that. Uh, now with that, uh, I was part of training for a little while and people would always ask me uh, without question, the very first thing, uh, first day to say, how long until I get to have a match? Um, and I tell them that I've known people that wrestled for two weeks before having a match. Uh, and I've known people that have wrestled for two years and still not had a match, uh, because everyone learns at a different speed. So I don't think there's a, uh, a timeline on that. Like there's no way to say, Hey, for you, it's going to be two months or three months or whatever. 
Um, but I would say that like, if you think you're ready, you're probably not, uh, until your trainer says that you're ready. Uh, th there's so many things like you don't want to go out there and, and suck. You don't want everyone to remember your first match being just absolute garbage, uh, because people tend to remember that. Uh, now smaller shows are a little bit different. You're only wrestling in front of a couple people. Maybe it's not a big deal. Uh, but man, I, I think, uh, just, just be ready. Like, trained long enough to where you feel comfortable and, and confident in the ring that's cool that's good good uh, there'll be there'll be lads obviously over here in the uk that listen to this and watch it it's good good advice good advice for them starting out yeah. I, know, I know a few guys that are training um haven't haven't yet got in the ring you know so that's yeah. uh, that's interesting man that's that's cool that's 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 what i was after just you could give your your thoughts and uh, on, on that so that's, that's good right i know you're in a tag team now did you start off as a singles? Were you doing singles or were you straight into tag wrestling? Just yeah. Through my years, I've done, a, I've done a lot. I obviously started off with singles. Um, and then uh, I was kind of thrown into this mix of, uh, of a bunch of people where we all tagged together for a little while. Uh, but I, I would say I spent a majority of my time wrestling singles. Um, it's kind of a joke. There's a there's a company here called DOA Pro Wrestling, and uh, been running for I think it's like twelve years now. Uh, and in that time, I've probably had like six or seven tag partners uh, and been <laughs> tag champions with I think five of them. Uh, so it's kind of the running joke. Like I'm I'm a I'm a tag team guy, uh, but I've done I've done a little bit of everything: tag team and singles, uh, trios for a little while. Like it's it's kind of been all over the board. Quite, quite a mix, yeah. What do you prefer doing the tag or the singles, or you not? Does it not matter to you? Uh, so it doesn't matter to me because uh, I, I just like wrestling. Uh, here's what I'll say about tag team wrestling: it's difficult uh, when you have an idea in your head of what something's going to be like. Um, it, it's hard enough in, in wrestling in general if it's just you and one other guy where you have an idea. Uh, and it may not be the same idea that the guy you're across the ring from has. Uh, with tag team, it's there's nothing more fun and entertaining when you have four people that are on the same page doing the same thing uh, and have the same idea of what the outcome is going to be. Uh, that's that's a lot of fun for me. And, and Eddie Pearl is my tag team partner yeah. now. Uh, and, yeah. and him and I are on the, the same page 99% of the time. So it makes what I'm doing right now just uh, a load of fun. I was reading the background, Eddie Pearl. He's not been in the business as long as you, has he? But obviously it relays to what you were saying about how many tag partners you've had through. Yeah. So yeah. Obviously, I'd like to get you and Eddie on together. That, that was the plan originally. Uh, yeah. so how, how is it uh, being four minutes heat with Eddie? Yeah, so uh, Eddie was actually a trainee of mine down in Salem uh, when I was training people, and, and uh, he was one of those guys that just caught on really quick um, and, and, like, got it. And one time, DOA, one of the guys from DOA called and said, hey, I need you to find a new tag partner, uh, and it just worked perfectly where Eddie was just at that right time where he could start to train. It was supposed to be, like, this one-off, one-time thing, uh, and it turned out perfect where uh, him and I started traveling. In fact, I had a show in California, and I said, hey, Eddie, jump in the car. We're going to California tomorrow. Uh, and he was like, all right, cool. Uh, and we just started going from there. Uh, 
and then everything since then is just brainstorming together and growing. And uh, it's by far the most fun I've had in, in pro wrestling since I started. Oh, that's good, man. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. That's, I bet it's nice having... I know, obviously, you travel with people if you're doing it singly, but I bet it's cool being a, you know, being in a tag team with him and traveling and doing all that with him. That's, uh, that's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, there's just uh, the time on the roads, you're, you're driving or flying, and uh, all you do is think about wrestling. I mean, both of us are, are absolutely obsessed, uh, where that's just 90% of what we think about is, is wrestling. So being able to travel and talk about ideas as we go and uh, how we can get better and, and do more, and uh, it, it's, just, it's all just a load of fun. So you love, you love to travel, and obviously going off what you're uh, saying there, the travel's not yeah. an issue. No, I love it. I love it. I mean, that's, that's part of the whole adventure. Like, uh, there was a, a couple months back we traveled, uh, it probably doesn't mean much to you, but we traveled from Oregon to California to the other side of California, uh, back up to Washington in one trip. Uh, and on one of those drives, it was in the middle of the night, we drove 15 hours, uh, to, to jump in the ring and wrestle again, uh, with zero sleep. And it was, I mean, it, it sounds crazy, but it was, uh, just so much fun. <laughs> you guys over there, you'll do the mileage. We, we're, we're such a small country here, but yeah. yeah. So you guys, you'll just get in the, in the car and do it, but uh, there'll be a lot of moaning and groaning with the, with the Brits, I think, if they're having to put the miles in that you're putting in, especially on the independent scene over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, even over here, I mean, people, people don't like to travel that much, but uh, there's just something fun when you're with the right people and uh, and just get going. It's it's fun. Cool, man. Obviously, you've talked about bookings in California. My next question was going to be: Do you get booked outside of Oregon? I was just trying to make you know make it uh, statewide. Yeah. Well. So uh, Oregon, there's only uh, there's only one company that I wrestle for in Oregon that's uh, th- that's here all the time. There's another company that swings through occasionally, but they're mostly Washington. Um, so yeah, I, I would say most of our bookings are outside of Oregon, uh, Washington and California take up a lot of them, uh, over the last couple of months, uh, we were supposed to have shows, uh, in Texas and Florida, uh, Montana, uh, I think there was a, a Colorado, Chicago, like there was, there was a lot of stuff supposed to be coming up. So uh, we'll get back to it as soon as everything gets, I guess, normal again. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we're, we're all over. Where would you like to work outside of Oregon in the U.S.? <laughs> I know you've the- said about places that were lined yeah. up before all this, but uh, yeah, sorry. Carry, carry on, Ricky, sorry. Yeah, I think uh, if I had like a, a goal place to go, uh, Florida and Chicago – uh, tend to be just really hopping right now. There's just there's a lot going in those areas uh, that I would absolutely love to check out. Uh, I don't. There, there's no state that I wouldn't want to go to. Uh, I want to be everywhere. That's one of my goals is to wrestle in all 50 states in, in America and then branch out to all over the world, of course. But uh, I want to go everywhere. Turnbuckle TV is the home of UK wrestling on demand, featuring over 40 UK wrestling promotions and other wrestling-related channels. Subscribe today from just one ninety-nine and start your free one-month trial now. Is wrestling fixed? 
I didn't know it was broken. This is Bill Apter. And in my book, titled Is Wrestling Fixed? I Didn't Know It Was Broken, you can find out all the backstage stories. What is Vince McMahon really like? What's Triple H really like? How about my relationship through the years with Ric Flair, The American Dream, Jerry the King Lawler, and much more? Go right now to Amazon.com or any place you buy your books and look for Is Wrestling Fixed? I Didn't Know It Was Broken by Bill Apter. See you at the matches. Which wrestlers would you like to rip it up with? Firstly, as a tag team, and then secondly, if it, it was in a singles environment or, you know, a triple threat environment or a trio environment, as you said earlier about trioing. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I can extend the question, Ricky. This is brilliant. <laughs> Just off your answer earlier. This, yeah. This, uh, this is perfect. Who do I want to wrestle with? Um, it, I, I've always said, like, any tag team in the world that uh, that has some – uh, some name value, I would absolutely love to wrestle. Uh, there's so many teams that, and I'm going to forget some when I talk about them, but uh, of course I want to mix it up with the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, we had a match scheduled that had to get uh, postponed and rescheduled, so hopefully that one will happen again. Um, uh, the besties in the world have come up several times um, that I'd love to wrestle. Uh, Reno scum was one that we, we've wrestled once. I'd love to have a, a rematch with, um, rock nest monsters out of California. I've heard a lot of really good things. I'd love to get in there with them. Uh, I don't, I mean, I'm going to forget people. There's so many tag teams yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that are just killing it right now that I'd love to mm-hmm. get in there with. Um, I, and then as far as singles go, uh, just there's, I, I couldn't even begin to name people because there's so many. Um, I, I want to mix it up with everyone. Uh, there's there's no one that I've I've looked at and gone, man, I just don't want to get in the ring with them uh, because there's just so much I can learn from everyone and uh, a different story to be told with everything. And just if, if their name is out there publicly, I'd love to wrestle them. Who in the Oregon scene, aside from yourself, and um- could be a breakout star, maybe someone someone that hasn't quite got to, you know. I don't know. How to, uh, I don't know how to say that without not sounding yeah. disrespectful. Yeah, just like somebody, <laughs> somebody that you're touting with it within um, Oregon, maybe even you know Portland, who could yeah, be so the next big if, thing. If uh, keep your eyes on uh, Jaden, uh, he's out of Portland. He's wrestled. Uh, for quite a long time. He went down to Florida for a little while. And I think he started when he was like 12 or 13 years old uh, because his dad was a wrestler and he's, he's been around it for a while. Uh, but Jaden is, is going to be something special. Um, there's a guy from Washington. I know it's not quite Portland, but from Washington named Jet Knight uh, that I promise you, if you haven't heard of yet, you're going to. Uh, one of the most athletic guys, one of the most just natural performers that I've seen. Um, that's gonna that's gonna kill it. Uh, but man, there's a lot of stars in Portland, and and it sometimes you don't see it coming where people just break out and uh, just all of a sudden it clicks for them. Uh, I had a guy uh, in Salem that was training that the day he showed up, I was like, this guy's never gonna make it. Like he's he's not gonna be able to handle it. Like he's got a wife and kids. I was like, I can see now that it's just not gonna work out. Uh, and he stuck around for like six months six to eight months and i'm still like there's no way i can't believe he's still here but he's he's not gonna make it uh and he's still wrestling to this day and, and he, he just had one of those turnaround moments where just all of a sudden he got it so it comes uh, so, it can be done ricky 
Yeah, absolutely. It, it, man. You know, oh. it can shock you. It can come out of nowhere. It's yeah, it's it's impressive. That's a cool. That's a cool answer. That I've not had an answer like that. You know, it's, it, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, which talents outside of the independent scene? So I'm talking like obviously WWF, AW, yeah. ROH, uh, MLW, Impact, yeah. uh, and it will go NXT as well. Um, yeah. Which guys in 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 the big, you know, the big national promotions and international promotions? Who who can you see in there? Who, who's going to be amazing in years to come? Um. Oh man, there's uh, once again a lot. Uh, Chris Bay just got signed with Impact Wrestling. Uh, he's been to just about every other promotion out there. Uh, I can tell you now, he's going to be one that that stands out for sure. Um, again, talk about natural athletes, natural charisma, um, and just kind of a down to earth, cool guy. Uh, I can see a lot coming from from Chris Bay. Um. AEW, uh, man, there's. I feel like everyone in AEW's kind of kind of made it already. But uh, Darby Allen uh, actually trained in Seattle, Washington. He came down yeah. and did a couple of DOA pro wrestling shows, yeah. and uh, he was one of those guys. The the second you saw him, you're like, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be great. Like, uh, and obviously has been. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot. They're, yeah. Who who in um, who in NXT? Uh, Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's probably come out there quite a few times. Um, Timothy Thatcher is one of my favorite, uh, wrestlers because he's so different than, uh, than everyone else. And, uh, he, he came up for Portland wrestling a while and it was another one of those, like, you see this guy, like, yeah, he's going to be something special. Uh, but he's not a social media guy. He's not a, like, he doesn't get his name out there from that. It's like what his reputation is, is 100% based on his ability in wrestling. Uh, and sometimes you'll see that a lot of times it's like uh, their, their clout because of their social media presence has, uh, has got them their name. And that's not Timothy Thatcher. Like he's built his reputation strictly on wrestling, uh, which is really cool to see. I know, I know obviously he's worked all over, but I was, yeah. I was, I was liking what he was doing in MLW uh, yeah. prior, but obviously now, uh, but you know, mm. good, good, good for him. Cause he's been around for so long. It's, uh, it's, it's it's cool and and it's someone a bit different, isn't it, for NXT now? Dif- different yeah. different matches again. It'll mm-hmm. uh, it'll shush it up a bit, won't it? Uh, I tell you what, I won't be messaging Timmy Timothy Thatcher to come on the show then. <laughs> yeah, don't because <laughs> everything everything you've seen online, like he doesn't actually have social media. So if you find yeah. his uh, his his Facebook or Twitter, it's yeah. not him. It's, it's someone else. <laughs> Someone's moonlighting as Timothy Thatcher. <laughs> just to extend on talents and stuff I'm going to say about tag teams now and it's the same it's a, it's across the board all, all the top promotions any, any tag teams that are standing out and looking really good and maybe some that are destined in the future to do quite well in your opinion uh, as far as the major companies go, I think you you've already have seen what they're capable of. Uh, obviously, the young bucks are are kind of like the the top of the top right now as far as that goes. Um, WWE, this uh, and I I struggle because I haven't paid close enough attention to it. But uh, the guys, the tag teams in WWE are are most of the time thrown together, like not necessarily like true partners and they just get thrown in there. But 
Uh, there's been some really cool stuff with uh, the NXT tag team, uh, what Matt Riddle and uh, uh, <laughs> Pete Dunn. Uh, yeah, yeah, Pete Dunn. Thank you. You can't, you yeah, can't, they, you can't forget <laughs> Pete Dunn, Ricky. I know. I tell you. I tell you. They're phenomenal together. Oh, they're, man. They, that guy, like, just the, the explosion in, into, the, into the world scene. But even before that, we, we could tell the three of them, um, obviously, Tyler and yeah. uh, Trent Seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, any, any other tag teams? Uh, as far as the big guys go, like, uh, no, I don't think mm-hmm. so. Like, there's – all of them have, have obviously been great. But... What, do you, what do you think about Omega and uh, Paige together? Uh, who's that? Uh, uh, Omega and Paige being together in AEW because obviously they oh, were put, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. they were put together. What what are your thoughts? Obviously with them being tag champs as well. Yeah, uh, I've I've only watched a couple of their matches mm. together. That's that's another one where it's like they're not uh, they weren't necessarily supposed to be a tag team no. together, right? They're, no, they're no. Go, but uh, man, they are entertaining to watch. Uh, I watched that match that they had with the Young Bucks. Uh, uh, it, I mean. Incredible stuff, just absolutely incredible. I, I I was listening to a show. It was Conan in uh, uh, Disco Inferno. Oh, Conan, yeah. Conan's like, I can't believe that he didn't even he hadn't seen the match for whatever reason. I can't believe yeah. that went forty minutes. Yeah, it was. It went forty. <laughs> it went forty minutes, and it deserves to go forty minutes. But it's opinions, isn't it, Ricky? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He, he's absolutely. allowed his opinion, but it was it needed it needed to be forty minutes. I thought that match. Yeah, but. it was incredible. It was and it was nonstop. It was it was go 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 the whole time. So uh, it was very impressive. I've I've learned about this. Uh, my opinion. <laughs> it, yeah. Oh, always get that across before there's an yeah. argument. <laughs> it's it's different. It's different. Um, it's what it's what you want to see, isn't it? I suppose there's so much there's so much out there now. Yeah, I mean, just like any any form of entertainment, uh, whether it's art or uh, a movie or a TV show, like it could be something that tickles your fancy, and the other guy does just doesn't like it. So uh, there's no right and wrong. There's no black and white. It's it's personal opinion forever. Do do you think WWE and AEW right to still be running shows? What are your opinions on that? I've obviously been floating that one around in the more recent episodes, and uh, obviously because I'm going to get different answers off you all. Uh, but what are your what are your thoughts on them still doing? TV and stuff at the moment. What, what, what do you think about it? Yeah, uh, I think that's another one that's good to clarify with uh, my opinion. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm happy that they're still uh, staying viable. Uh, it, would, it would suck for everyone if they stopped running shows and because of that went out of business. Um, I mean, that, that doesn't help anyone. So, yeah, there, there's got to be something that they're doing to stay viable. Uh, whether it's safe to run like a public show, uh, no, I probably don't think so. Like to to fill a venue with people, um, it, that's that's dangerous in my opinion. Um, but to be honest, I watched one episode of uh, I think it was SmackDown with no audience, and it was just the most awkward thing that I've mm-hmm. ever watched. And um, and it's not it's not for me. <laughs> no, I'm I'm on the same. I I, I couldn't stand it. Um, obviously, because they've been using the same guys, haven't they? Yeah. Obviously, the lo- the more local people and flying a few in. Obviously, so it's the same for me. It's the same rehash stuff. But um, Asker, yeah. Asker at commentary just screaming down the mic. I I couldn't 
And, and she's a great talent. She's absolutely brilliant. It was like, yeah. get her off. Get that headset <laughs> off her. She doesn't need to be there. Yeah. It, it, they kept doing it for a couple of weeks. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't give you a better uh, idea of what to do to stay viable. Mm. Uh, I mean, maybe like a, a highlight show where you just, you know, pick the the latest match. Yeah. But who knows how long this is going to be? So you can't do that forever. Uh, I don't have an answer. Because um, sorry, carry on, mate. Yeah, go, go ahead. They, they they were playing, obviously, in the early weeks, they were playing old matches and stuff, weren't they, to fill time up? But obviously, Vince has vetoed that now. So it is like a full two hours for SmackDown, three hours for Raw. I think they should go yeah. back to that, play some old matches, sandwich it in, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's what I would do, but uh, who knows? I mean, everyone has a different opinion, so uh, I don't know. Um, did you watch WrestleMania? That was my next one. Uh, I did not watch WrestleMania... Uh, I, I've heard a lot of really good things, mm. uh, and and I think they probably did it uh, as best that could be done. So I'm very impressed with that. But I didn't watch it. Match of the uh, the one match I would tell you to watch, just to which stood out. And I was speaking to Adam Pierce about this on the QT on a private message, and it was yeah. uh, Ray Ripley and Charlotte. That was my favorite match of the two nights. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. Even if you just watch one match, Ricky, I'm not saying to sit through six hours of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just, just just put that match on. That's the one. Put, that, right. that, that was, yeah, from a fan standpoint. Um, I, 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 thought, I thought Charlotte would put Rhea over. So I was quite surprised mm-hmm. that, she, that she beat her, you know. But, uh, yeah, that, that yeah. was the one. And obviously Drew, Drew finally getting, you know, it's, it's just desserts. Like, you know, it was... Uh, yeah. Uh, so it's been absolutely mental over here about that. Good. good. It's, it's good having it's good having a bit of wrestling in the in the mainstream over here. You know him him winning and uh, the build up to it as well. All the press he did over here. So That's awesome. a lot of like ca- a lot of casual fans have come back, obviously because he's uh, he's won the belt and stuff like that. So it's cool. Yeah, it's perfect. But um, it should have been the British Bulldog. He should be in the first UK champion. Should have, yeah, I agree. <laughs> who who did you like? Which UK guys did you like when you were younger? Um, British Bulldog was definitely one of them. I had a, a lot of fun watching him. Um, I don't know. It's hard to. It. I, I didn't pay close enough attention when I was a kid. Um, so I I don't have a good answer for that. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to come out with a long one for me then. Nope, I got nothing. What about Regal? Uh, I did very much enjoy Regal, but man, he was one that I didn't like until like I got older. Uh, I I yeah. uh, I did not put enough uh, uh, gratitude to that because as a kid, he, you know, it was it was William Regal. He was a bad guy. I didn't care for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I got older and I realized like how talented he was, like yeah, he's he's definitely one of the top for sure. I read his book when I was uh, like seventeen or eighteen, uh, and man, that that book was. Uh, absolutely incredible. One of my favorite books of, of pro wrestlers. One of, one of the toughest training schools known to man as well. That's I mean, he, he went, he, that's, that's what's made him what he is today as well. That, that was the groundwork, wasn't it? The schooling. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. You've had, the, you've had a figure, you've had a wrestling figure made of yourself. I saw it on your Instagram. I so, have, yeah. So if you'd like to tell the listeners how that came about. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's a good one to ask you. Actually. 
the guy that made it is from the UK, actually. Um, he, uh, he found me on Instagram, uh, sent me a message several months ago saying, hey, can I make a figure of you? <laughs> Absolutely, you can. Um, and so uh, he's made a couple other ones. He made one of Zicky Dice, which is a good friend oh, of mine. About uh, Zicky. About Zicky on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so he just he posted that one, uh, what, a couple weeks ago now. Uh, and he's going to start production at some point, like making them a lot. But uh, I guess getting resources for him is, is tough right now as far as, like, getting paints and plastics. So uh, he's running into a little bit of an issue there. But. Um, now I'm excited. He's going to send it to me as soon as, uh, the borders open up and he, he can, <laughs> but, uh, it, but yeah, it's incredible. Like, so that the craftsmanship on it, it's really good. Absolutely. brilliant. I was like, I was blown away when I saw the photo. It was like, fair play, fair play. Whoever's awesome. made that. And it's cool. He's from the UK. The guy who's made it. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I collect the figures now, uh, for my nephew. It's gone full circle. Oh, yep. That's so, perfect. So my <laughs> missus goes crazy. I was like, no, they're for Elliot. No, she goes, they're for you, really, aren't they? I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, 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 yeah, man. I collected them when I was a kid, and, uh, and now my kid is starting to collect them. So, um, yeah, it's full circle. I'll tell you what I watched the other night, Ricky. Uh, it was really good. Um, it was an interview with uh, Triple H and uh, Lemmy from Motorhead that they'd done. Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, no. Um, done five years ago, uh, obviously mm -hmm. before he... Before he passed, uh, but you could tell he was poorly. But that I, I enjoyed that. I was just wondering whether you might have seen it or not. No, I, I would love to because uh, I was a big Motorhead, um, ah, Motorhead fan as a kid. Uh, and man, when Triple H came out to their music, oh. man, that was so cool. <laughs> it's just like they go into the backstory of it. He, he wasn't happy with the original track. I, oh, I, really? don't, I, I don't want to give too much away. So they show yeah. you the, the original track that Jim Johnson had obviously made. No, mm -hmm. no. And Vince must have okayed it. He's I want I want Motorhead, and, yeah. and that's and, and that's how it came to be. So yeah, it's a good one to watch. It's only about twenty five minutes, half an hour. Oh nice, yeah, I'll uh, check it out. And the uh, Corey Graves is anchoring it, like doing the interviewing. So oh yeah. cool, cool. So that's cool, man. That's cool. Right, Ricky, can you plug your social media? Obviously yourself, and then the tag team stuff as well. And we'll put it in as a visual. Yeah, awesome. Uh, social media, so you can find me on Instagram at uh, rockgod underscore ricky underscore gibson. Uh, I'm on Twitter as uh, at rockinrickyg, uh, and Facebook is ricky gibson. Uh, and then Eddie Pearl is my tag team partner. He's on uh, uh, Facebook as Eddie Pearl, on Instagram at uh, Eddie Freak Nasty Pearl, uh, and then Twitter as Eddie Freak Nasty Pearl. Uh, and then you can find us together uh, if you search Four Minutes of Heat on uh, YouTube or Facebook. Uh, you can find us on there. Uh, and then finally, a Patreon at patreon.com slash 4MH. Uh, we do a lot of cool, like, little short, short podcasts, uh, like behind-the-scenes photos and videos and stuff. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. Nice little perk with the Patreon there as well. I like that, Ricky. I like, yeah. how you, I like how you slipped that one in there at the end. That's good. <laughs> I've got one last thing to ask, actually. Vince McMahon, yeah. Vince McMahon might have his eye on you. I know I've said about Vince quite a bit because your mindset is what's best for business. Yeah. And it came from the man himself, so you never know. He, he, might, he might spot you. He might spot you both. I just, he uh, might. Just, just, in, just in closing, that was. just. Uh, I, thought, I thought I'd ask you. You know, so there we go. Yeah, I would, uh, you know, the, I often get asked 
where would you go? Like if you had a, a contract from every major company, uh, which one would you take? And I always disappoint people because I don't have a good answer for it. Uh, <laughs> there, there's so many things that, that depend on uh, like where to go. Like there's, there's so many benefits of every major company out there. And uh, all I can say is that uh, we're, we're in a really lucky time in pro wrestling for fans and for wrestlers where uh, if you don't like one thing, there's an option right around the corner. Tell you what, there's a lot of people – you still get your people online moaning. It does my head in. If if you if you if you're not happy with it, just don't watch it. I, Absolutely. Uh, I I yeah. have to I have to stop kicking off these days. I, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I just leave and be like, if you do not want to watch it, do not just don't watch it. Yep. It's, Turn the channel. It's easy. <laughs> it's far too negative, Ricky. Oh, big time. I've watched time. it like like yourself. I've watched it. You know, thirty years this year. Um, mm-hmm. you know. Just uh, I can't be I can't be doing with them. <laughs> I, I can't either. I just ignore it. Yeah, just completely ignore it. I used to rise to it, so I'll keep to what you're saying. Just don't, 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 uh, don't do anything. Right, rock god Ricky Gibson, one half of four minutes of heat, and we'll get Eddie Pearl on some somewhere down the line. Awesome. We we need a tandem, a tag team. Sounds good, man. I really appreciate you having me on. It's been no, a lot no, of I, I appreciate you, man. Honestly, sparing the time and, and coming on early your time to do it with me. Big thank you to Mike Angus for the show intro, as always. Superb, superb. Chris Dutton, thank you very much for editing once again. Appreciate it, buddy. And also to Lee, who does my website. Lee puts the stuff up on the website. Without you guys, I'd be screwed. So once again, as always, appreciate everything you do for me and the time you spend doing the things you do for me. It means a lot, guys. And a big thank you for the show intro and the outro. It's my good pal Stephen Ash, a good school friend of mine. And it's called Keeping On, and it's by Stephen Ash. Keep your eyes peeled. Steve's got some projects going on. So yeah, that was the show intro track and outro track for today. Nice one, guys. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.